Lineup. Lineup. Locked. Locked. Where every day is Sunday. This fantasy football podcast is brought to you by CreatorRank.com. Are you ready for some football? Follow us on Twitter at CreatorRank and find us on Facebook and YouTube. Now, get ready. Ready? And lock it in. It's that time. Time to lock it in. Welcome to Lineup Locked. We're here. I feel like we've been gone forever. We've got all four of the individual team members on the line today. We've got Lee. What's going on, my man? Uh, nothing much. Just hanging in there. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. I've uh, Draft season's finally over after getting five of them done here in the last few weeks. How about you? Have Ooh. you finished all yours? Yep, all my mine are done. I'm I'm in three redrafts, and I've got five dynasty that I've already drafted. So it's a hefty lineup of squads right now. Right on, and we've got Matt. What's going on, my man? Living the dream as always. How you doing, Zach? I'm doing good, man. Thank you. I know you had a lot of drafts this weekend. How how'd your weekend go? <laughs> uh, went well. Uh, the one that I was the missing of the family that I started kind of as a side for the other side of the family went well went smooth we switched over to sleeper to make it easy for uh remote people okay and then uh the other one that's been around for 20 some years went really well uh, i was picking what was it nine or ten like no it's 11 sorry turn on how many are in there <laughs> second to last i started out with hopkins and adams Oh wow, that's good. Two wide receiver. Yeah, so I had no idea why they were there. Apparently, apparently people started to sleep on Hopkins a little bit. With apparently Will Fuller scaring people away from Hopkins, or he's slipping like three picks. What? Whatever. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I'll eat it up. That's great. And Will Fuller and Kenny Stills, I guess, is that is what people are freaked out about. Whatever. Yeah, Hopkins is still going to command the targets. So I'm not worried. Yeah, and then Chris Temple is also in the booth. What's up, my man? Hello, people. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Like I said, it's. I'm really pumped. We are. At this time tomorrow, I'll be frantically deciding if I really want to go through with starting Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do it, but you know, it's you better, man. It's, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, my backup's Kyler Murray, but I, I just. Yeah. I've looked at my fantasy rosters. Right. I've looked at my fantasy rosters at least ten times today, trying oh, to figure out what do I need to do <laughs> to get better, or should I just stand pat for the first week? And I'm Speaking of which, before we get into the nitty gritty, I just want to welcome everybody to the lineup locked. This is a creator rank podcast, and we're here to help you win your lineups. And this will be one of the last times you hear all four of us together for a while, as we scatter to get you as much content as possible. So. Please enjoy, and uh, you're going to see late Sunday night, as soon as the Pittsburgh Steeler and Patriot game is done, Matt and I will hop on to get the uh, week one waiver episode from Action We've Seen, and then uh, the rest of us will get together, we're not sure what time yet, next week in order to get our preview for week two done. On tonight's episode, we are going to do a uh, early waiver wire beat the rush each of us pick two guys that we like, 
and we want to share them with you. So you can kind of get an idea of if you're if you're not loving somebody on your roster, maybe you can grab one of these before you're having to put bids in on them or fight waiver priority. And then we're going to do a fantasy preview of each game that's on the slate for week one this weekend. So I'm amped about it. So back to what I was going to talk about today is one thing I found that's a hefty tool that I don't think a lot of our listeners know about and it's really helped me through last year, and I forgot about it, actually, because it's been so while, a while since setting lineups. But one thing that I do when I'm really torn, and tell me if you guys think this is asinine or you think it's gold. If I'm really torn, like if I'm like, okay, man, it's my flex. I've got Robbie Anderson, Royce Freeman, Justin Jackson. Those are the three guys I'm choosing between, right? And, and they're all pretty similar. It's standard league. I, I don't know what to do. I think... The tiebreaker is go to your favorite experts or ask people on Twitter, right? That That's always an option. But why not look at the numbers? Why not go look at the Vegas odds, see what Vegas thinks the over-under is going to be on the game, and see what they predict the score is going to be and respond accordingly. It's not, it's not a fail-safe plan, but if they predict the Jets are going to lose by 10, I think I want to play Robbie Anderson, Right. If they predict the Broncos to win by 20, I think I want to play Royce Freeman. So not that that's what the spreads are, but it's uh, it could kind of help you make the decision where you're not kicking yourself as much. And then you're going by data because we don't have a whole lot right now. We have hunches, no. guts, and what we think. But I think on week one, this might be one of the better ways to kind of make those tough decisions for yourself is kind of just, just go there. Just dovetail on that, I would look at over-under a little harder than I would necessarily the points for it. Right. Just because if it's a higher one, there's definitely going to be more point opportunities, you would imagine. Right. So I would want somebody in that game versus somebody with a really low one. Unless it's like the home running back, then uh, there's a little, <laughs> little nuances with that that you can play with. For sure. Well, it's a standard league, right? And you get a bonus for beast performances. So... 10 catches is a five-point bonus. 100 yards is a five-point bonus. And I'm looking at the Bills-Jets game, and I'm looking at the it's got the lowest over-under of every game. So I'm like, I love Robbie Anderson. I'm starting Godwin and Julio Jones, and I'm going to put either Royce Freeman or Justin Jackson in my flex, probably Justin Jackson, and, yeah. and go that route. So it, it, it helped me make the decision for myself because I'm like, man, the Jets are at home. They're favored. Robbie's coming off of an injury. They have a shutdown corner. I'm just kind of like, not that I don't think that Robbie's unstartable because there's different teams, different situations, but for me making the decision, I like Justin Jackson. And I, and I made, me, made me feel really confident and got closure towards the situation. It felt good. Yeah. I mean, that, sure. that's a good way to do it. At least you, you have something that you feel good about doing. Me, personally, I do. I'm a gut feeling guy. I, I don't like to go off of anybody else's research. I try and figure it out. Myself and I go with my gut. Matt's laughing. Matt's at laughing. You right at me. Now. I know he's laughing. At me. <laughs> I, I'm a gut feeling guy. I mean, why am I not surprised? <laughs> I win leagues, Matt. So I'm not worried about what you feel about I this. Mean, I'm, I'm not knocking the process, you know. No, so, I like my gut too, man. Myself. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the whole point. I, the whole I'm point of doing a draft. The point of doing a draft and doing waiver wire pickups throughout it is is based off of research already. Right. You've already figured yeah, out. Yeah. Who you think are the best players? Right. Just set your lineup. Let's go. Yeah. You know what team? You know what teams are potentially supposed to be good. You should know all those answers by now. Well, yes, but then when you're picking a flex, it's tough sometimes, man. If you have two, it's a lot easier. These one flex leagues are for the birds, man. 
it's so hard to decide which guy's going to score the most points for me. And I always struggle with the flex, not anything else. But uh, speaking of ballsy, you, you guys want to – the most ballsy thing I've ever done in my life was I found out Latavius Murray was going to play. This was his first game as a Raider. And I picked him up off waivers and started, him, yards? and started him that night. And I won that week because of it. And he would have had a better night except for he got a concussion. Yeah, that was one of the probably more, more, more ballsy things I've ever done. And I started him over like somebody really good too. It was weird. But whatever. That's my humble brag for the uh, – for the afternoon. So as we as we giggle and laugh about things, before we get into waivers, I've scurried the interweb for laughable things for us to share with the people because I, I think that this is a little segment that they like to get it in view to what we think is sick in the head. And we're still here. We survived the old lady gangbang. So that's that's nice. So you brought it back up. We may not survive it a second time. We said, "Why would you bring it back up?" Some people might have thought. Some people might have thought that we got fired because we didn't have a show last week. We were taking a vacation. <laughs> we were fired. It was not a forced hiatus. Yeah, yeah. The old lady doing the tomahawk chop. Is, you know, yeah. you just got to get her out of here. So apparently, LeBron James. It's almost basketball season. This is a great time to be a sports fan, right? Apparently, LeBron James wants to own Taco Tuesday. Yes, which I'm very angry about. <laughs> what is the, who is this guy? Like, Come on, dude. He's putting a patent in for the phrase. He's going to trademark the phrase on social media and even make a podcast. No, no. It's, it's already in like public consciousness. It's, it's, we can't stand for this. It's been Taco Tuesday for quite some time. Yeah, as long as I can remember. Who in this room, by the way, I must know... I'm going to say not Lee, because Lee is a bachelor, well, not technically a bachelor, but Lee is a non-married man. But I know my family celebrates Taco Tuesday, and we really legit have tacos every Tuesday. Does anybody else on this pod or, do that, or am I am I just crazy? Well, because because today is a Wednesday, but we were off Monday. We're using today as our Taco Tuesday, so the wife is picking up tacos on the way home tonight. I think I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Lee? Or do you do you uh, do you? Yeah, actually, like when I'm home, like on breaks and over the summer, I we do have Taco Tuesday. It's true. Very nice. What, it's a great tradition. Y'all got street tacos out there? You just got like Taco Bell and stuff. Oh, we have like good Mexican restaurants for sure, but nothing compared to Texas, I'm sure. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I've heard people that tell me you could buy tamales out of cans up there. I'm sitting there going. That is one of the best things about Texas is uh, Mexican food and the barbecue, man. For sure, that's what everybody who's traveled or just that's one of the first things they want to do. And Whataburger, apparently, like my friend would come from California. That's the first thing he would do is go to Whataburger as soon as he got here. Oh yeah, I went and visited a friend in uh in uh Virginia a couple years ago, and she was like, "Bring me Whataburger." Nice. So yeah, she picked me up from the airport, and I was like, "Here's your Whataburger." Yeah, it's probably pretty cold by that time. She didn't care. All right. And what about you, Matt? Is that something your family does? No, I'm the unicorn here. No Taco Tuesday. It's Wisconsin. Okay. You have cheese curdle Tuesday. What do you? What do you? Okay, that's cool. No, it's, it's, it, it's no. It, there's no like shit lineup. It's just we we roll how we roll. You know my wife. We're a young family, so we got to do what we got to do. You know my wife, and I know she listens to this podcast secretly. She won't admit it. But when she cuffed Aaron Jones with Dexter Williams, I know she listens. Like, there's no way in the world she would even think to do that unless she heard us talking about it, right? Hey, she listened to the smart one on the podcast. Oh, zing. <laughs> but, but, in, but, even better is 
my wife, she like plans dinners on our, we have a family calendar called Cozy. And she puts everything on there so there's no one things are going on. And she literally puts every dinner when we go grocery shopping, she puts it per day. She's an extreme planner. It's a, well, I mean, you gotta, you gotta think though. She's a travel agent. Everything she does, she has to plan out for other people. Oh, that's so true. she's used to planning stuff. That's just the way it is. Well, speaking a, speaking of see speaking of planning, you know I'm all about technology. They released this another Terminator trailer. I'm geeking out about it. I'm freaking sign me up day one. I'm there. I might go to a midnight release. I don't even know. You just let me know. I'm I'm about that life. I will be tired at work. It's fine. So Matt and uh, I. I'm just going to throw it out at you because I, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not. Um, so they've uh, actually started to code sex robots with free will. <laughs> and they've become prone to strangling humans. <laughs> so, man, the kink is real. So if anybody is about that life who listens to our podcast, please don't 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 do that. We don't want you to die. We need your listens, and uh, we want to help you win your league before you're strangled to death by by you know by iRobot. If you're gonna do that, do it safely. Get that safe word. You know, make sure make sure you're taking precautions. So I'm saying, when I say you can't do it, we're just, you know, do that. a safe word. It's a robot, Matt. <laughs> hey, you know. I think you're getting you're missing the part of it. I it's think, a robot. I think I think my my safe word will be Johnny Five is still alive. Is that weird? Is that weird? Yeah, no, it's, it's a lot more, weird. It's more no. of a safety. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and, la- and last but not least, before we get into football, this is actually I'm football sure related. Are you offended that you threw that at me or not? I don't know. So. So, Stefan Diggs, who actually didn't practice today because he injured his hamstring. Pay attention to that, by the way. So, so Stefan Diggs broke up with his 41-year-old Instagram model famous girlfriend because he likes to keep his options open during the season. And the real news about the story is I'm convinced that this 41-year-old Instagram famous girlfriend is a witch, and she put a hex on his hamstring after he put this as public knowledge for the season. Because within 24 hours of the story coming out, he didn't practice because he's a hamstring problem. These men need to learn who they're messing around with. But that's well, it. Are we sure it's a hamstring or is it a broken heart? Well, it sounds like he did it. So I don't know. Because the broken heart gets your butt on the field. Yeah, that's what you. That's what you get for na- being named after the the, uh, the the secret love character from Family Matters, I guess. El Stefan. So. <laughs> so, the big news of the day, Zeke. It's officially official. It's done. We don't have to talk about it anymore. Thank God. Goodness gracious. I mean, you got to think 41 days. Just imagine being in Dallas. It's even worse. Everything, every day, constantly. Every time the radio station, so 105.3, the fan, they have four shows a day. And it's the same thing. The first show would start with the Zeke news, the contract news, and the next show would. Would, would piggyback off of it, and the third show would piggyback off of it. The fourth show would piggyback off of it, and then, Ugh. and then watching the Cowboys media, like the actual staffers and scouts and stuff like that, they would talk about it on roster cuts and stuff like that. It was nonstop for forty-one days. 
I wanted to shoot myself. And no one wanted to talk about how Zach predicted that LaShawn McCoy would end up on the Chiefs. I'm surprised. It was in on the, no media outlet anywhere. Nobody. <sighs> nobody wanted to talk you, you about it. You need all the credit in the world. I was so on the train with this. <laughs> oh, man, that killed so much. Well, I, I, said, I got a question, though. Hey, could you guys see dump trucks backing up in the Z's driveway or what? That's a lot of money. That's a whole lot. It's $50 million guaranteed. Good for him. You know, I, there's one thing I don't do, and uh, I don't know. I know Lee's a – with Lee being an Eagles fan, I don't know how he feels with the situation. I do know that uh, there can be jade that happens when it's a rival team, especially when there's as much bad blood as those teams. But I personally, I don't – and I, I, I try to catch myself if I start to say that, but I don't judge a man's worth. I don't ever talk about it. I don't like to say I don't feel they deserve it because I feel like I make a very good living – and I feel that that I you know I don't want I don't want somebody to be like that dude talks on the phone all day and he makes like I don't want I, that would I'd, I'd feel really bad if somebody said that you know so I try to kind of keep it trying to trying to trying to keep it in perspective that way it's a lot of money good for him golf well, got uh, so much money he can't even hold it with his small hands well with his big contract Jerry so. Jones Jerry Jones did say Jerry Jones did say that he's overpaid but he also did say everybody that does what they do. Is technically overpaid for what they do, for sure. And Jerry Jones said that today after the Zeke deal. Well, what's the dream? The dream is to, you know, we do, we do this podcast for fun and, and to help create a rank and to be awesome. And we are doing this, but hey, man, if it turns into something, that's awesome. And I'm sure we'd be overly compensated for what we're doing, which is talking about what we love. You know, so so who am I? But like I said, Goff actually tried to hold the check they gave him, and his hands are so small. He had to kind of hold it up to his chest a little bit. It just it didn't really work. Didn't really work. Have you, you seen? Have you seen the meme where they 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 pasted Goff's head on the Burger King guy? <laughs> oh god! It's one of the more beautiful things ever. Google it, <laughs> listeners, if you have not seen it. It's it's hilarious. Is that the one where his friend feeds him the burger because you know, he the guy's it? like, I got these small hands, I can't even eat my burger. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, it's good. I heard he was from Philly. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to get into it now, uh, as promised. I think this is important. Uh, I want our listeners to be able to make a move right now, um, as opposed to waiting to fight the, you know, you don't want to get lucky and have to score the lowest points and lose. That's not getting lucky the first week. You want to win now. And and you see, the, like a light bulb just went off in my head just now. That's how awesome it is. <laughs> so I'll, I'll let Lee start. Lee, two guys that you would be t- advising our listeners they should add right now? Should I go two or should we do one and rotate and then another one and rotate? Whatever you feel like, my man. I'll give one right now. Okay. So I want to give my, I want to give my, the one that I feel more strongly about second. Okay. I want the suspense. So dun, dun, my dun, first dun, dun. guy will be, and as an Eagles fan, it doesn't really pay me to say this because the Redskins are like not really in contention for the division. No offense to any Redskins fans out there. But I really like Trey Quinn. And I'm saying this because Coach Gruden has said multiple times now, um, Trey Quinn has the slot job locked down. Like, it's going to be his job. And their forwards coming out are great. Um, any, like, notable slot receiver, especially with Case Keenum out there, I think is going to be a super notable, like, position. And I think that he's in line for a lot of targets, like, kind of similarly, like, how they use Jamison Crowder. And we know Gruden likes to go to the slot guy. So I think you can, you can easily see a season for Trey Quinn, especially in PPR, 
where he eclipses 75, 80 catches, and he's a super valuable fill-in for you on bye weeks or even a spot starter at times. I like it. I like it. And uh, would you recommend in PPR only, half-point, standard? I would say PPR for sure, and then half-point, you're definitely towing the line, like depending on how deep the league is. Like I wouldn't drop anyone mm-hmm. like super significant for him, but if you've got that guy on the end of your bench you're not really confident in, like this is a guy definitely to target. Perfect. All right, Matt, you are on stage now, sir. Who is your number one Huckleberry? I'm going to dovetail with the uh, full PPR caveat here. Um, Oakland running back Jalen Rashard. I think he's going to get a lot of the passing down work. As a terrible team, they're going to be behind in a lot of their matchups. So negative game script will be in effect. He's going to have plenty of opportunity to to kind of almost give you a theoretic-like line this year. Okay. Chris, who's who's your guy? My my darling is Sam Darnold for the Jets. Um, He's only owned in 43% of the leagues. Okay. Around around the world, from from what I've gathered, um, you know. So they're not very high on them in Africa and China. Yes, apparently. Yes, <laughs> they're not quite sure what football is. Yeah. <laughs> um, the thing you have to worry about, Darnold, uh, is you know he has a tough start to the season. You know, week one against the Bills. Good defense. They've, yeah, they have the Browns week two, right? Browns week two, and then they've got a bye week four. So he's he's not a great early season candidate. But he's one of those guys you need if you can afford to stash on your roster, and the second, the second, probably second half of the season, he should be a very good, capable starter. I mean, I, the guy showed it last year; he like can play. It. I like it. He's on my waivers in every league. I would say twelve team plus. Pay attention to him. Ten teams, you probably don't need to worry about it. I yeah, would say absolutely. Right? Yeah. All right, I will go last, and we'll go back to Lee. So my first one is Ty Montgomery. Okay, um, this is the exact opposite of the Sam Darnold. I think Ty Montgomery is going to have an outright role by himself. I think this is also strictly PPR or half. I think in standard you can move along, but Ty Montgomery is going to have a role. He's kind of a jack of all trades. If there's one thing I know about Adam Gase, he's shown that he will use multiple players in multiple positions. So I think you could probably rely on. 60 yards from him, just manufactured through just whatever. So I like it. I think I think especially as they ease Lev Bell back into it, that he didn't have any preseason work, so his snappage might not be as high the first three weeks going into the bye. I think Ty Montgomery could help get you through. If you're a guy that tried to F over the Zeke owner and draft Pollard too early and now you don't have a flex, maybe this is a guy you can pick up and put in as a flex. Uh, that's why I like time at Montgomery for Lee. Back to you, sir. Yeah, so my last guy who I'm a lot more bullish on, I'd say, is Cole Beasley. Another receiver and another guy who I advise in PPR for sure. And I'd even go as far as to say half point too. Okay. Just because Josh Allen threw a lot of deep balls last year. Ran the ball a lot, threw a lot of deep balls. And the coaching staff has been adamant about, you know, they want to run more like a Patriot system. It's a, it's a Patriots, ex-Patriot staffer. Like, he's the OC now, and they want to, like, run a lot more underneath routes. And, you know, that's where Cole Beasley uh, makes his bread and makes his money. So he has already shown a lot of rapport with Josh Allen. Like, in the, the tune-up game, he had five catches for 44 yards. 
And I think that's a trend that we're going to see um, in the future. And I think that he's going to be a lot in loaded flex for you, honestly. Like, I can see five catches for 40 yards being pretty constant, if not more. And when the bye weeks start, you, you're uh, finding somebody that can get you nine to ten points when the bye weeks are heavy is just something you absolutely need. And the bye weeks start week four. They come quick. You know, you got three weeks and then they're here. So uh, I like it, man. That's two good ones, Lee. Matt, what you got for me? Second one is a little deeper. Um, Jacksonville receiver Chris Conley. I like it. Had a bunch of good pub out of camp. And if Lee's right that Nick Foles is the answer down there, somebody's going to be relevant. <laughs> um, my bet would be on Chris Conley. He's 3205, ran a 4340 in the combine four years ago. Um, has a decent contract for this year they have an out next year but um i, I do think this is his kind of audition and let's see if he can roll he had decent games at the end of last year with kansas city so i i think there's a good shot that he could do something this year all right chris my huckleberry is going to be damian willis wide receiver for the cincinnati Bengals. he's going to replace aj green for the least the first three to four weeks of the season okay somebody's got to take that production Okay. I know. I know what I would do is I would I stashed him on my bench, and I'm just going to see how it plays out the first two weeks because we're in a deep league in our keeper league. Right. So I'm going to see what happens. You know, the guy the guy should be productive. He he looked pretty good in the preseason. Okay. So by the way, for Cole Beasley, I would say half point PPR PPR, not standard, because five points does you no good in a flex. Uh, I would say Conley in all leagues would be a good speculative ad. And then I would say PPR only for the for for him, Chris, uh, because he's going to get the targets, which means he could be that five catches for sixty yards, which is eleven point floor. In case you're dealing with an injury, maybe you had an early draft and you drafted AJ Green, and you're kind of got a hole that you're dealing with, right? So that would be that would be good. And my last one, and I'm really big on this one, by the way, is uh. Let's make sure I pronounce his name correctly. I've been pronouncing it, trying to make sure I pronounce it right. It's Dare Ogunbowale. So I'm, I'm really <laughs> hey hey man, Madula Oblongata. Let's go. No, let's, I'm a, I'm really big on him. Number one because the not one back has seized the role in my opinion uh, in Tampa Bay. He's shown to be the best in pass protection so far, and he can catch. And he's got a little he's got a little shimmy. Got a little shimmy there. Now, I don't know if any back there is going to be awesome. I say you can add him in all leagues, and there's something that I saw today on Twitter that really made me perk up and like this guy. Did you guys know that he was named captain today? I did. No. He named captain. So that's that. That that is that is that telling? Am I reading too much into that, or what do you all think? I mean, just because you're a captain doesn't mean you're going to be productive. Well, it, it, I think it's a special teams capacity, though. Okay, still, it's still it's something. I'll say. It's still, it's still something. something, though. I agree. He's got a safe spot on the roster. Is what you kind of have to look at. Exactly. That, that that's one of the things I was getting at. So, um, I like him. Uh, a bonus for everybody is Darren Waller. If if you have a shaky tight end situation, I think it's worth an ad. I. They cut Luke Wilson on the Raiders. He's their guy. John Gruden on Hard Knocks last night had a hissy fit about how important the tight end position is to his offense. And it's the engine that makes it go, is the direct quote that he said on Hard Knocks. 
And then they cut Luke Wilson and named Darren Waller the official starter. So I think I'm buying stock of that guy. Like if you got Mark Andrews, who I think is a fine play, maybe hedge your bet and pick him up if you got the space on your team. Maybe if you're a guy that drafted Delaney Walker or Greg Olson, you don't want to fight it next week. There's a chance on Monday Night Football he could go ballistic and then you're you're fighting with everybody else. It's worth checking out is what I got for the listeners. Anything okay. anything else you guys want to say in closing or do you think we got it all covered? I think we're good. All right. So let's get to the matchups now. So what we're going to do for the matchups, and this is the way the show format is going to go um, whenever we do this on these episodes, we're going to treat it just like trending in Roto, okay? So I'm going to I'm going to name the, the team, uh, the, or teams, excuse me, the matchup. Let's kind of do an intro to it, and then just go to each one of you guys, one each, and uh, ask for your input on the situation, good or bad. If it's all been covered, you have nothing to say, just say I have nothing to pay, say I agree with Matt, or co-sign, whatever... Whatever you want to do, all right? So the first game is tomorrow. We're actually a little bit, it's like 26 hours away. We've got the Bears hosting Green Bay, celebrating 100 years in the NFL. It's the oldest rivalry in the NFL. Uh, this game, I man, Aaron Rodgers, the first game last year versus the Bears, scored 30 fantasy points. The second game scored 13. Uh, granted, he was healthy for 42% of the first game and then injured all year, really, and became fully healthy, what, the last three weeks of the season when they finally took him off the injury report? So maybe that's telling. The Bears' defense is good. Some people talk about regression candidate, but it's still in Chicago. They're awesome. What I love about this is I think that David Montgomery is going to show out. I think he's a fine flex play. Uh, he could be a good RB2 play. We'll see. They do have three running backs there. I'm optimistic he's going to get 17 touches, but that's just optimism. We don't know. I think that Aaron Rodgers, if you drafted him, you need to start him. Don't get cute. Just put him in there. You drafted him in the fifth or the sixth round, you play him, man. I get it. I know you might have a backup. They might have a better matchup, but come on. I have Kyler Murray as my backup in, in one league with Aaron Rodgers. I'm not playing Kyler Murray. I'm playing Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Jones, you're starting him, once again, because of where you drafted him. But temper expectations that Bears D can stop the run. So now we're going to you, Lee. Anything you want to add to this matchup? Anything you're looking forward to or that uh, you want to add, give give our listeners, so to speak? Yeah, I'll co-sign most of it, um, except the Montgomery part. Okay. Just because... I, and I'm not even saying that I don't think he will get 17 carries. I'm just thinking Bears came out with the official death chart before week one. Has Tariq Cohen as the starter, Mike Davis as the two, and Montgomery as the three. So I really do think all of those guys are going to get work this Monday night. Or this Thursday night, sorry. And I think – so I think you might have drafted him like third or fourth round, so you probably have to start him. Right. But for me at least, I'm looking – I'm looking more to like to see how he does the first week and then kind of decide. Um, and then things I'll add. Um, oh, Adam Shaheen is a name to look out for, just because as like maybe a DraftKings play, like a daily fantasy play. Um, I don't think anyone would have him on their roster, but Burton is injured. He's been practicing, but he's injured, and Shaheen could have a role, and that could also benefit Anthony Miller or A. Rob if Burton doesn't go. All right, I like it. Matt, anything to add? 
head what's up for MVS. Um, I think the Bears' defense is going to kind of key on Devontae Adams. I've been saying all offseason that's only going to help MVS. Um, he hasn't played at all in the preseason, which tells me they're good with him. Okay. Neither did Aaron Rodgers. I'm guessing that those two are going to be just fine. Um, I would temper expectations from most of the Packers due to the Bears' deep being good, but it's it's a rivalry game. you got to kind of just just roll with it. <laughs> you drafted him high, you may as well plug him in. Know that, hey, this might go south and go for swing for the fences on other matchups, but you got to stick with it. For sure. Chris, anything you would add? Oh, the only thing I would say is I'd probably piggyback off of Lee and I would – I would co-sign with the Tyreek Cohen being the, the number one guy there. I know the depth charts are out and everything, but I think he's the uh, the engine that makes the whole thing run right. for their offense. Well, I downloaded the water app, and I will water bet you both that he gets seventeen touches. Are we? Are we? Are we? Uh, are we playing this? Are we doing this? I don't know what that is. I'll you guys keep that. talking about. I don't know that. what it is. What is this? It's a wheel of water, and you spin it, and whatever it lands on. If I'm right. I get to do that to you. Like, it's like throw a cup of water in your face, or well, it's just funny ways of doing it, or vice versa. How are you going to do the water bet with guys that are. Well, we have face. We record. We can record it and put it on Twitter. Yeah, I'll take a video. I'll take a video. All right, cool. Let's do it. Whatever. All right, and, and I will drive to Lee's house. It, we'll, we'll, ask some, one of his, we'll ask somebody in his dorm to do how about, it. How about. They'll happily. Somebody in Lee's dorm will happily throw water. How about when football season's over, we just go up to Philly or something like that and catch a hockey game and get the stuff over with? That sounds even better. But all right. That's awesome. All right, so next game, uh, that's that's it for Thursday. And by the way, I love Thursday Night Football, but I also hate it because it is it will mess with your soul if your guy gets mollywopped. Oh, yeah. You know, because you, you have to eat that for two days. Well, like, like uh, last year, I had A.J. Green when he went for 203 touchdowns in the first right, half. Right, right. You know, I felt bad for my opponent. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because I scored. Yeah, actually, I did. I scored like 60 points the first time. You probably night. made a trade with him during the middle of a freaking match. <laughs> winning's winning, right? Don't get so, mad at me. So. Hey, I ain't even play right off, bro. So, on to, on to Cleveland. Uh, we have Cleveland and Tennessee. And I. This game's intriguing to me because there is so much hype surrounding everything about Cleveland, right? I, I think on the Tennessee end, the only player that's even fantasy relevant is honestly Derrick Henry. And I think everything about Cle- people are starting their defense. They're starting Odell. They're starting Jarvis Landry. They're starting Njoku. They're starting Chubb. They're starting Baker. It's crazy. Um, I really don't know what to expect except for I hope Nick Chubb does really well. That's That's my thing, and I think that he will because I don't think you can stack the box what so ever otherwise you're gonna get destroyed uh we'll start with you chris what are your thoughts on this game well, i mean i think the key the key to the game is baker mayfield okay i mean if he plays like he did in his last preseason game it wasn't very good no well they no i know baker I, I, Jarvis. I know yeah i know their, their main weapons right there but if you're supposed to be an elite quarterback you're supposed to be able to carry your team no matter who's out there are people sleeping on that tennessee d though tennessee's a little better than people i mean they, they, well i mean they're better team. their their defense is the best part of that team Right, and, and we know game. that. Well, I don't even know if the run game's that good this year. Well, they got to be. They got to go back and prove it. Trade for Derrick Henry next in seven weeks. Yeah, in seven weeks. <laughs> Just watch, listen yes, to the sir. next article. But yeah, I, 
you know, I think, you know, Corey Davis could be fantasy relevant if he had a good quarterback. Uh, I'm Tannehill. Yes, Tannehill's he's not, waiting. He's not any good either. He's better than Mariota. You, you he's better than Mariota. He's better than Mariota. They're both garbage. Sure? Let's just agree with it. They're both garbage. Well, we're, yeah, I'm, both we're not telling you to go to waivers hey, and pick up Tannehill. Hey, when, when there's chicken shit, there's a white spot and a black spot, right? I don't know. Chicken shit's chicken shit. <laughs> That's the most disturbing thing I've ever heard. You just mess with our <laughs> listeners' minds. Let's talk about sex dolls, please. <laughs> All right, Matt. What do you think about this game? Uh, I, I I agree with Chubb. I think he's gonna. I actually did weekly rankings this year. He's in my top five. I I don't think the Tennessee defense is gonna be that great, especially in the run game. Um. And then I would say look out for pronounced with the Humphreys, Adam Humphreys. I think he could have sneaky value as the uh, negative game script kind of target monster. All right. Lee, anything to add? Yeah, I'll just say um, I like Delaney Walker actually as a pass catcher. Um, Mariota has shown that he, he'll target him a lot. And before he got hurt the three years prior, he's a top five tight end every single year. So he's a, a tight end sleeper I like this year. And then I guess a general point um, about week one in the NFL is don't overreact. Like Odell could go out there and have five catches for 35 yards or something. It had like a pretty mediocre day. Right. Like don't you go and sell him. Like go buy him. Firstly, you go buy like, him. Firstly, yeah, buy him. And you can sell him. Or more. if he has a, explodes and has a monster game. You know, I'm not opposed to selling a guy high. Like, just like, don't overreact to anything. All right, Baltimore at Miami. So, am I the only one that, that I I look at this matchup and it's a game that I have no interest in watching? Number one, unless Lamar Jackson does something awesome, I want to see the highlights of it, right? But am I the only one that's thinking Miami's so bad? I might actually be in on a few of their receivers, possibly. For, for negative game scripts, like I, I kind of want to, like m- use one as a filler on every team possible, like Preston Williams even, like just to see before it happens. I kind of or Albert Wilson for sure. Uh, what are your thoughts on all this, Lee? Yeah, I'd say I'm not sure if I, I'd necessarily feel comfortable starting any of them. I would not start them. No. In a super deep league, but I 100% agree. Like this is going to be a pass heavy team. They're going to be down in a lot of games. And, like, the trio of Wilson, Devontae Parker, and Preston Williams, like, will get their fair share of targets. So I think I'm really staying away from any Miami player. Maybe if I have Drake, I'll start him on my flex. But outside of that, everything's pretty cut and dry. Like, I'm not I'm not starting a Baltimore receiver either. Mark Andrews, Mark Ingram, I'll start. Lamar Jackson, pretty, pretty straightforward. All right. Matt, any thoughts that you need to add, or we get it all covered? No, not yet. Um... The one Miami pass catcher I would totally be confident throwing out week one just to see what's what is Mike Isicki. I think he could have oh. super sneaky value as a tight end. That is I a sleeper play right there. Uh, so I would, yeah, I'd be in on that. Um, okay. <laughs> otherwise, I want all of the Baltimore defense because I think Miami's going to be that bad. And they got a nice matchup week two, if I remember correctly, as well. I think Baltimore's defense is a good play as well. I don't like the fact they're on the road. And sometimes Ryan Fitzpatrick is, like, so bad that he's good. And it makes no <laughs> sense. And the t- defense can't do anything about it, right? Uh, Chris, anything you want to add? 
Uh, the only thing I would add is the uh, two guys I'd want to take a little flyer out would be Justice Hill and Hollywood Brown just to see what they do in their first game action. Yeah, it's worth it's worth, it's worth watching for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Justice Hill might even be, because there's no Kenneth Dixon in a PPR league, he might even be close to flex consideration. Not that you would start him this week, but no, see no, what they no. do. We've got Minnesota and Atlanta. This is a very fantasy relevant game. There's a lot of big names, big name guys in this one. You have Josh Doxson, interesting signing by the way, just signed with Minnesota. He has that rapport for the two games he played with him because he was always injured in Washington, I guess is what you call it. But, uh, you know, you've got Julio, you've got Diggs, who might not play now because of his hamstring. We'll see. Something to keep keep an eye on come Friday. But there's a lot of good players here. So this is one of the more exciting noon games, I think. Uh, we'll start with you, Matt. Any any thoughts or nuggets that are that are normal that people need to know about here? Yeah, just monitor that dig situation. Otherwise, all systems go. Get whatever piece you can in there in this game. I think that's going to be a really high-scoring game. Um, both both defenses are good, not great. So I think both quarterbacks are going to be easily in the top, well-started. So go for it. Chris? I agree with uh, what Matt said. The only thing I would say is that the Vikings defense has the potential to be great. They, they were great two years ago. Right, and they, they. I mean, the whole team just had a bad year last year. They might be great again this year. And they're at home. Yes, I would probably still fade them. I would look for like the Seattle defense if you're in a league that plays defenses. But I would keep a close eye on. Yeah, it. yeah I would definitely fade them this week. You don't want them. You don't want to take a flyer week one against the Falcons. But if they do to Atlanta, what happened to them versus Philly with Lee's Eagles last year on the first game? They might be somebody worth rostering all the time. Because you start the Bears last year against everyone. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was the one defense you didn't drop. Yeah, except for against Miami. That was the only week they did nothing. Go figure. <laughs> they scored seven fantasy points. They got a weird thing with playing Miami. They, it's like Tom Brady when he goes to Miami. It's weird. Well, that's because that's because when Tom Brady goes to Miami, he knows he's on vacation for the week. <laughs> Lee, <laughs> Lee, anything you want to add to this matchup? Yeah, just two things. Um, one, look for a Devontae Freeman re-explosion. Like not necessarily like in a, like production wise, but like I think he'll get a majority of the work, and like we'll see again that kind of workhorse that they want him to to be. Um, and he should have some production out of it because he will probably be the goal line back, and he should have a lot of passing work. So I'm excited for that. It's uh, it's good to see him healthy again. And then look who spells Dalvin Cook, just because Mike Boone had a really good preseason, right. And Madison had a very good preseason as well. So it'll be inter- interesting to see like who gets the majority of the carries, who's who's there the first drive that Dalvin sits. Because Dalvin is a very injury-prone player. Right. And, like you got to be waiting in the wings maybe to uh, speculatively add one of those guys. Yeah, like if you're in a situation where you don't have Sunday ticket or you can't watch it, this is a game that I would absolutely go to the box score and try to see carries. Uh, look on Twitter and see if you can see some highlights because – if you paid a second round or even first round price tag for Dalvin Cook, if something does happen, it could ruin your season. But if you are ahead of the curve, because the waivers next week will not be the typical, hey, here's your 10. It's not going to be pick up his cuff. It's going to be that receiver who came out of nowhere, right? Or that running back who did this. It's not going to really be a cuff until the injury happens. That's when that's how those things work a lot of times. So find out who it is so that you can do that. And also... To go back on what Lee said on the Browns game, 
Julio Jones has got a bad matchup. Temper your expectations if you are Atlanta, if you are a Julio Jones owner. You're still starting him. You're not benching Julio, period. But he's had mixed results versus Minnesota. He's done really good last season, and the season before, I think it was mediocre, if I remember correctly. So temper expectations, and if you're savvy, be ready to buy. Like I said, it's like Odell. If, some, if, if a stud receiver who someone spent a first-round pick on gets 20 yards, somebody's going to be ticked and overreact. So see if you can tr- if you can work out a deal and trade and, and work that into your advantage. Uh, next, we've got Jets and Buffalo. Uh, this game is one of the lower-scoring games. I don't love it. Obviously, if you drafted Lev Bell, you're starting him. Obviously, uh, Buffalo Bill running back-wise, this is what I'd like to pay the most attention to. I People are really, really high on Singletary right now, and I don't disagree with being excited that your lottery ticket is going to have more exposure, but I'm still not starting him. It's Frank Gore and uh, Yeldon there, too. It's going to be a committee. I kind of want to see it before I'm putting it in my starting lineup, if that makes sense. Uh, what say you, Chris? Any thoughts on this game? Uh, well, I'm just scared of their backfield. Yeldon's a capable pass catcher. Gore... How much does he have left? Apparently, en- enough to be like Jason. He just doesn't go away, dude. Just all he does is run for a thousand yards. Like it's weird. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like that's what it's all he knows. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you got John Brown, uh, Cole Beasley. You know, guys talked about earlier. You know, it's not a great offense. I don't think Josh Allen can run a little bit. You can throw it to. I think I think the Bills are going to be low key better than people think. They're going to be a very good eight and eight this year. I think, I really do. Uh, Matt Reller, anything to add on this matchup? Uh, mostly covered. I would just throw out kind of peek at who's starting in Buffalo as the tight end. Is it Dawson Knox, the rookie, or is it somebody else? I think Dawson Knox could be a really good kind of sneaky tight end option later in the year when he gets acclimated. If they are especially running that Patriot offense, right? You could, could do something with that athletic tight end. So just kind of pay attention to that. Otherwise, fire up both defenses and watch the kickers go to work. Okay, Lee. Anything to add on this matchup? Yeah, um, I'm team. Uh, I guess Jameson Crowder is an interesting person to watch. Probably like a DraftKings play, just because. Robbie Anderson will see Tredavis White the whole game, I'm sure. Right. Or at least a combination of Robbie and Anunua. So that slot should be where, where Donald looks the most. And I would say Herndon, but he's suspended for four games. Right. As, as uh, Matt knows now. And um, Well, they're by week five, too, right? Exactly. So he won't see him until week six. So he's a speculative ad also. But um, I also, I'm a big Josh Allen quarter, like, as a quarterback fan. I am too, like, man. In fantasy. Just, I think... The rushing production was unreal, and while that will regress for sure, I think he'll, he'll show some maturity as a passer and, you know, rush when he can, and, and he's really good at it. So, I mean, he was, the, the, he was the top quarterback the last four weeks of the season last year, and I see him kind of continuing that fantasy glory. So he's a guy I would, I would definitely feel comfortable starting. Okay. All right. We have Philadelphia versus Ooh. Washington. Now, my initial gut reaction to this is you drafted them, so you're playing them. But I know as a studier of rosters and being a Dallas Cowboy fan that I know that if Washington has one thing going for it, it's that they have a low-key pretty good defense. 
Uh, it's it can be very good, actually. Better than okay. So, Lee, I'm just going to leave that there and let you kind of take over. <laughs> what, uh, yeah, what are your th- I have plenty of analysis on the Eagles, for sure. What are your thoughts on this at all, on this game? Yes, yeah, so, first off, I'm staying away from starting the backfield. I From the starting backfield. Um, I did draft Sanders in a league, but... It's still time will tell like who actually gets the majority of the carries. I think you got to stay put for now. Like I wouldn't feel comfortable starting Sanders unless you're in a super deep league. That's what I'll say. Number one, Ertz is a lot to load in tight end one. Right. Um, it'll be interesting to see the Goddard involvement though. Like he's another guy who I wouldn't start, but I would stash just because he's a super talented player and Peterson's gonna try to get him on the field as much as possible. Um, and then receiver wise. The only two really notable ones are DJX and Alshon. And I truly do think both of them are startable because Wentz and uh, Deshaun have shown a lot of chemistry in training camp. Okay. And while he's healthy, he's a, he's a monster fantasy producer. So I, I can see another thing where he plays six games and gets a hamstring injury and isn't back till week 12. But while he's healthy and while he's playing, I think he'll be a stud. I like and, uh, it. Yeah, that's, I think that's it. Right. <laughs> That's good. Matt, anything you want to add to this matchup? Um, I would say kind of I'm excited to see how that Washington backfield shakes out. Is it more of a split? Does Geist take control? Right, right. Is Adrian in control? Like I wanna see how that that situation plays out. Other than that, I co sign with everything we just said. So it. Chris? Uh I would say Philadelphia's defense. I th- I, and I know we're talk- not talking about the division itself, but I think that division has a chance to have three top ten defenses. You might be right. I, I th- the, it, we're not talking about the Giants. No. Oh, <laughs> no, we're not. Say, is that the one that's out? Yeah, yeah. that will be, the, be them. <laughs> yeah, uh, if the Eagles' corner, corners work out the way they sh- they're hoping to, that's a top ten defense too. One thing to watch with Washington, uh, like you said with the backfield, came out this week that Geis is going to be the guy. And I'm kind of like every time he runs, I'm gonna hold my breath because I'm such a such a fan of his. But I want him to stay healthy. I'm interested to see the Chris Thompson uh, back and being used again as well. And uh, when's Adrian Peterson gonna get traded to Houston? When's that gonna happen? Uh-huh. All right, that would actually be pretty cool. Carolina and the Rams. Cam Newton is full systems go. This is going to be a good fantasy game. This is a good one. This is at noon. I've got the Red Zone channel. I'm, I know I'm going to see a lot of this game. Uh, I'm starting Samuel. I'm starting DJ Moore. I'm starting CMC. Uh, on the L.A. side, I'm starting Gurley. I'm starting Goff. I'm starting all three receivers. Uh, and Olsen as well. That's the way I feel. Lee, any thoughts? Yeah, um, you're right. I'm starting all those people you said. Um, the one thing I would say is it might be a buy a buy window preseason, like right now, just before the game start, because for Gurley, just because I think the market, especially in Dynasty, really overcorrected when they heard all like the knee issues. Right. But I've been like researching and looking at it because I, I I have tried to make a few trades for him in leagues, but like they're they're managing his workload. He is still the starter. He's still the most talented running back in that system. Like I love Daryl Henderson, but it's still Gurley. And you know they're gonna they're gonna roll him out, and he's gonna play more than half more than half the game for sure. And he's magic when he gets the ball. So 
I really think that he's going to have a very solid like first outing, and then the market will probably re readjust, and he'll be too uh, too high to buy. This could be the highest scoring game for the noon games. It really could. Carolina, uh, Carolina versus the Rams. Yes. What do you think, Matt? Am I am I full of it? No, I think it's all systems go. No matter kind of what piece it is, fire it up. The other thing I would like to add is I want to see what the Carolina tight end split actually becomes with Greg Olson and Ian Thomas. He's another really deep tight end name to remember. Olson can't stay healthy if he gets dinged up or they try to manage his workload. Ian Thomas is going to eat. Okay. Chris, anything you want to add? No, I think you guys got it. Okay. I like it. got to sit over in the corner and look pretty. Look pretty. All right. (laughs) I like it. Uh... Jacksonville at Kansas City. If you have a Chief that's fantasy relevant, you're starting them. I'm sorry about your Darwin Thompson and Damian Williams stock. I still think Darwin Thompson is going to be something someday. It might even be this season. Um, Gosh, I... Mahomes, you're starting him. He didn't do well versus Jacksonville last year. Foles might be one of the, you know, remember two years ago when Alex Smith was the number one waiver wire ad on the weekend? Yes. And he had a great year, and then and then he was kicked out of town. Is, could this be Nick Foles? I mean, I'm being, like, I'm being legit. Like, could Nick Foles be that guy? No. Yes. I think, I think maybe. No. Chris Temple maybe. says no. I say yes. <laughs> so, Lee, give me your thoughts on this game. Is there somebody that you think is somebody that we're not thinking about that could be fantasy relevant? Is it all systems go? What's your What's your thoughts here? Well, yeah, the Chiefs, it, I mean, it's all systems go. Um, I'm still starting Damian Williams. If I, I didn't draft him in any leagues, but if if I have Damian Williams, I'm actually still starting him, I think, in my flex at least, if, I, if I'm deep enough, um, just because I do think he'll be the primary pass catcher still. And with all the screenplays that Andy Reid runs, like he still has some value there. Um, I think on the Foles question, I think it's funny. I think yes and no. Like I think he is a good quarterback, and I think he'll show that. But he just doesn't have the weapons that you know that year Alex Smith had. You know, with, with Kelsey and Tyreek. Right. Like it's just and the and the coach. Like Doug Brown has been mediocre, like offensively at least. And I think I think he's still the head coach of Jacksonville, right? Yeah. For the moment, and there's not really any, exactly <laughs> as of but, today. <laughs> as of today, yes. But the one guy on Jacksonville who I I'm starting if I have him in the flex probably is D.U. Westbrook, just because Foles loves the loves the slot. He loves, the, loves slot. the slot receiver, and D.D. operates there, and D.D.'s good. Like he's a very good receiver. So I'm starting D.D. Westbrook. I'm starting him on DraftKings. I'm starting him if he's my third wide receiver if, if in the flex. Like, I'm starting D.D. Westbrook. Perfect. Matt, anything to add on this game? No, I think we pretty much covered it. The only reason I say yes is because I think DeFilippo is OC there, right? Yeah, he passes yep. a lot. Yep, yep. So I'm pretty sure that he's going to scheme something up to make Nick Foles look good. And, yeah, the weapons aren't as flashy as Kelsey, Hill, all those guys, I do think they could be pretty solid. They got a decent defense. The only one I'm really scared, even if I drafted him as high as he needed to, was Leonard Fournette. 
All right. He's the only one I'd be looking to sit if I can. Really? See, I don't. I don't yes. think I would. I think I would play him and play him with confidence. But to each their own. I've, I don't think you should start Aaron Jones, but I, I still would. <laughs> I still would. And Chris, anything you want to add about this matchup? Uh, just piggyback off you a little bit. I would start Fournette against this Chiefs defense. Okay. All right. So we've got the Rams. I'm oh, no, sorry. The L.A. Chargers and the Colts. Uh, big changes here. Obviously, uh, it's not Andrew Luck. It's Jacoby. Jacoby. And I think it's I I, I think you you drafted him. You start him. You uh, temper your expectations. We're gonna see if T.Y. could still be a wide receiver one or if he's more of a flex wide receiver two. We're going to see if Marlon Max sells the same value or if Naheem Hines now has more value because they're not as good. There's a lot of things we're going to learn, but you've drafted them. I'm thinking you're, you're going to do the deal and start them. With the Chargers, I think that it's the Mike Williams coming out party, and I'm excited and I'm here for it. Uh, Chris, anything you would add on this matchup? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you just got the Jacoby Brissett thing. I mean, Andrew Luck. I think Naheem Hines will be a bigger play because they're going to be behind more. Okay. And we know he's the pass catching back. 100% he's got to catch the ball out of the backfield. Uh, Speaking of back, not to cut you off, look at your waivers if you're a listener right now. If Justin Jackson's on there, just pick him up. If you yes. question who you should drop, send me a DM. Send one of us a message and we'll help you with that decision. But. He absolutely should be rostered. I can't believe he's not rostered in every league. It's madness. Melvin Gordon might not play for 10 weeks. You absolutely need to have Justin Jackson. He's way better than people are giving him credit for. Back to you, Chris. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, another thing I'd be worried about, Keenan Allen. How's he doing with that ankle injury? I think he's, he's back. He's back practicing. He's back. Okay. okay. Practice yeah. today. Yeah, today. was So the first report came out today. So Friday is something to pay attention to for Diggs, but so far good with him. Matt, on to you. Anything about this matchup, sir? Just as a complete fan of the game of football, this is the one I'm most kind of excited to watch. I think both defenses are really good. I think both offenses have the potential to be really good. So this is the matchup I'm most looking forward to on this entire slate. Very nice. And Lee, anything else from you, sir? Wait, now I blanked. Who are the Chargers playing? They're playing the Colts. Oh, God, sorry. I forgot about that for a second. It's just a lot of teams, a lot of data, <laughs> my man. It's all good. I, um, yeah, so I was going to say, I, I made this T.Y. spiel, like, right after Luck retired, but he was wide receiver 27 with Brissett when Brissett, you know, literally had just been traded to the Pats, or from the Pats, and didn't learn the system, and now he's been practicing as the QB1. Hill's had an amazing camp. I think he's still locked and loaded back end, maybe maybe high end wide receiver too. So don't um, don't fret yet um, with the lock news. I think that I still think he's going to be a very solid fantasy player. Okay, uh, that's all we got. All right, next we've got Seattle and the Bengals. Uh, I think if you have the Seattle defense, you are going to be a okay personally in this in a home opener versus the Bengals. Uh, I think that Chris Carson and Penny are both startable in their in their roles, and then Lockett, and uh, super sleeper, Will Disley, old Disley Disley. I think he's gonna be aight. Old tight end. I really do. I I think he's gonna be aight. Uh, on the Cincinnati end, man, you, you drafted Tyler Board. You're starting him. You drafted Mixon. You are. I think that's it. 
I would look elsewhere. I would not start Eifert. Let's see if he's healthy, what he's doing, before I would even attempt to put him in my lineup. That's me. Maybe go pick up Disley off waivers and start him instead. Uh, Chris, anything you'd like to add on this matchup? Uh, no. The Bengals are crap, but the Seahawks are good. Okay. <laughs> All right. Reading is good. All right, Matt. Yeah. Matt, you're up. I'm curious to see what the rest of that Seattle wide receiver core looks like and how they use the guys that they have. Okay. Other than that, you've did anything that's relevant here. Lee, anything that I missed? No, I'll co-sign. I, you actually made, made a good point. Like I might start Penny this week in, in their, a, a league that I went really wide receiver heavy because you're right, that's going to be a blowout probably and they're going to run the ball a lot, so... Yeah, I absolutely. Yeah, it's it, it's one of those things. Look at the score. It, they're favored by ten. Is that right? Is that accurate? Like absolutely. Unleash the running backs. All right, Dallas and New York. So this one's a little tricky. Uh, on the New York end, there's only two players that I think, or no, there's three that are fantasy relevant. Obviously, it's Barkling, it's Evan Ingram, and Sterling Shepard. Those are the three, in my opinion. If uh, if you guys disagree, please. You know, let me know about that. On the Dallas end, if you drafted Zeke, you no longer have to worry about it. Temper your expectations this weekend, but you're still going to start him. Even if he only gets 20 snaps, that could be 15 runs. 15 runs with Zeke is phenomenal. So I'm I'm still taking it. Pollard is not even flex-worthy for me. I try to trade him to the Zeke owner as a cuff if, if you're somebody who has him that doesn't have Zeke. And uh, I think that Amari Cooper's all system go. I like Gallup as a super sneaky flex play. By the way, I'm I'm sensing a touch, and then uh, I'll be paying attention to the tight end situation because I like Blake Jarwin, and I think I think he's going to be more fantasy relevant than we might think. But I want to see it before I recommend picking him up. Lee, anything you want to add here? Um, agree with the Giants pass catchers. I think Evan Ingram set to explode. There was a recent like Roto World update that said like they're gonna heavily feature him. Yes. So he's a guy I really like who I've tried to target in like all my leagues. And then um the one other point was that Randall Cobb would be interesting to see his first game in a Cowboys uniform. Yeah. Um, I'm not super sold on Michael Gallup as a like a talented player really. I know he's had a decent preseason and Cobb has done it before. So that's the guy I wouldn't start him for sure. But he's a guy, you know, I'd be ready to add, maybe. Okay. Matt? Nope. Hit everything. Co-sign. Cool I know Chris wants to yell at Lee. I do want to yell at Lee <laughs> about the Gallup thing, but, you know, he's he's good. An Eagles fan's got an Eagle fan. I can't help that. <laughs> uh, uh, I can't really add anything to it. Uh, Zach knows the Cowboys too well, uh, so he screwed everything up for me. I'm sorry. And I can't say anything, and we all know the Giants – have no weapons. And the Cowboys defense. Other than Saquon. I mean, we know Saquon. And if you're streaming in a league that's not Dallas, there's a chance someone <laughs> someone didn't draft the Dallas defense. Uh, that's a good defense to play. They they sacked uh, Eli four times, I think, last time they played. So that's that's a good that's a good thing. Uh, the most pol- – is polarizing the right word? The most polarizing matchup of the weekend that – I wish it wasn't on at three because I'm watching only the Cowboy game. Uh, I will definitely be looking at highlights of this. Arizona versus Detroit. I am so super intrigued by everything that's involved in this game. I want to see what Arizona does. I'm interested in Kyler, Keyshawn Johnson, how many four wide receiver sets, 
how is Detroit going to use Hawk? Is Carrion Johnson really the guy that we thought he was two months ago, or is he the guy that it's saying he is now with only going to be at first and second down back again? Like, I, I want to see it all. There's so many unanswered questions that we don't know here that the preseason did no favors. So, Chris, we'll start with you on this game. What are your thoughts on Arizona and Detroit? Uh, well, like you said, there's a lot of a lot of unknown. A lot of unknown. Um, is Stafford going to be back to Stafford throwing for 5,000 yards? And I don't think so. 40 I think going to be run heavy, man. But we don't know. We, I, we don't. I mean, if Carrion's only a first and second down back, you can't really be that run heavy because he's not getting enough touches. Okay. Matt? Yeah, I'm just, this is like the second matchup that I really kind of want to watch live and see what this offense looks like, how Detroit's defense does look. I think on paper, they look really good. I think they could be solid. Um, I want to see what how they use Hawkinson. I want, you know, there's just a lot of things that are very intriguing from a fantasy perspective. All systems go with carry on. I, I, find it hard to believe that they're not going to give him three down work. I know. I hope that's just smoke. I hope it's smoke, man. It really is. But where there's smoke, there's fire. And they keep talking about it. That Cardinals D isn't very good anyway. So I think that Cardinals (laughs) team isn't very good at all. I wonder, I, man, I, I honestly, if you drafted Kyler two months ago, you probably paid a sixth or seventh round price for him, and you have to start him. If you drafted yesterday, you got him in like the thirteenth, like I did. So you're not having to worry about it. So I would, uh, right. I would probably not be comfortable starting him. Lee, what are your thoughts? Oh, um, I have a lot of thoughts, but I'll keep them brief. Um, <laughs> okay. I do think, I do think, um, there there is a possibility that Carrion doesn't get three down work, and I'm fully prepared for that. But I'm still bullish because um, I don't I don't think it's going to be first second. I think it's going to be second third down work. Oh, um, like more where like CJ Anderson comes in the first play and then on passing downs carry on because really carry on is a very talented receiver. Right, he wasn't utilized as as much because Riddick was there. Right, but I really do think from a receiving perspective, it's all systems go, which makes him super valuable in PPR and half point PPR. And then just, I think Kyler would be okay because I really think they ran like a really vanilla offense right. in the preseason. And it'll be interesting to see kind of what receivers he latches onto. Maybe Crafty still doesn't have it anymore and they bring on one of the younger guys or something like that. I'm intrigued so, to see. Yeah, I'm intrigued to see their four receiver sets and how many times they run that. And I want to know because I'm, I'm intrigued. I, I really am. I think that Keyshawn Johnson, Keyshawn Johnson the rookie, I think he could be one of the possible waiver wire ads. I really do. I, I'm, he looks so good. So we'll see. And it, I don't think it's just preseason. Uh, this game is at three, and it's also a game that should be tremendously high scoring, or at least that's what the fantasy uh, peeps are saying. That's Tampa Bay hosting San Francisco. Now, for me, I'm going to completely stay away from the Tampa Bay backfield in this game, even though I do like Dare. Uh, I'm not. I'm not, not. Not trying to be a hero. You have a better option. Don't worry about it. Uh, obviously, we love Godwin. We love Mike Evans. We like OJ. We like Jameis. We're starting all of them. Uh, we're not starting either defense here. And then uh, San Francisco. Jimmy G is something to watch. He's probably not drafted. So pay attention to him. 
Pay attention to Debo Samuel. How many snaps is he getting? Look at uh, is Goodwin really there? Is Pettis is Pettis as good as he was at the end of last year? And then uh, I think Coleman and Breed are both gonna be fine plays. I think you could start either one for whichever one you have. Chris, anything that you want to add to this game? Uh, I'm afraid of of 49ers players flat out because I don't know what Jimmy G's gonna do. Okay. I mean, like you said, uh, he could be really good. He could be really bad. Uh, Debo's a good guy out of uh, coming out of South Carolina, the rookie. Well, the thing is, too, my thinking is if San Francisco is bad, like let's say Jimmy still has a bunch of rust, and let's say Tampa Bay gets up to a seventeen nothing lead or whatever hypothetical score that would be, that just boosts everything because garbage time enters and it helps everybody out even more, possibly, right? Well, so, garbage time, yeah, garbage time always inflates. If, the if that's a thing, I don't know. And for fantasy owners, you want. Whatever yeah, help you can for get. Sure. Matt, what do you think? I think points scored in garbage time are just the same as scored in the first quarter. Oh, so for it doesn't sure. really matter to me. Um, also, yeah, I think this is all systems go. I don't I, I'm not scared by either one of these defenses on paper. If I had a piece in this, I feel super comfortable starting him up. This is one of the three games that I I see being really high scoring because neither defense can stop anyone. Lee, anything to add? No, I mean the the guys for the Bucks are, are you know you know the three guys: it's Evans, Godwin, OJ with Jameis, I guess, and then the Four Niners. I'm a little worried about, I guess, just because Jimmy G has looked pretty bad. Like obviously you're rolling out Kittle and the two running backs, I'd feel good about. But Pettis was just listed as the number one receiver. Like I think I'd still wait and see if I can, if I have the luxury of waiting and seeing on on that Four Niners offense. But if I have to, I, I feel okay with starting Pettis in my flex. It's crazy how much when, when when you draft matters. I was in a draft three weeks ago, or maybe a month ago, and Pettis was my wide receiver three, I believe. And then, yeah, see, look at the light bulb going off. And then, <laughs> and then last night in my draft, Pettis went in the twelfth round. It's crazy. Wow. All right, and the Sunday night game. Matt and I will be doing the uh, our podcast based on waivers right when this game ends. We have New England and Pittsburgh. Tom Brady is the daddy of the Pittsburgh Steelers, 11-3, and he's thrown more touchdowns against them than any other client. Or not client, excuse me, any other team. Uh, thinking about work. Yeah, thinking about work here. Uh, one thing I do like about Pittsburgh, not for this game, but I think Pittsburgh is going to be one of the better defenses this year. Not here. I'm not saying start them on the road versus New England, getting, but I'm just saying something to keep an eye on moving forward. Uh, if I'm new, if I'm a, if I get a New England person, I like them. Uh, I'm going to pay attention to the tight end position, not starting them. Uh, Josh Gordon, I'm starting him. Julian Edelman, obviously. I think the old Jacoby Myers might be a. I want to see it, but I think he might be. We might be on to something here. And then Pittsburgh, I'm really going to pay attention to see if Nate Washington is a thing at all or if it's just all Montcrief. My spider senses say it is going to be all Montcrief. It is James Washington. Or James Washington. That's what I meant. Excuse me. No, I think Montcrief's going to be there. I think Montcrief's going to get the snaps. I, do, I, I, want to, I think James Washington's good, but I want to see if he gets any play. Like, is he fantasy relevant or is he not, is he not even rosterable? Like, I, I don't know yet. I want to say that he is. And then is Jalen Samuels, same thing. Is Jalen Samuels just a cuff? 
Or are they going to use him? Like, I think they should. I, I want to see these things. Those are my biggest questions. What about you, Chris? Well, you can't say that they should use this guy because you want him to. Well, of I course. Mean, I mean, if James Conner is the James Conner for the first eight weeks of last year, I'm sorry, but he's not playing. He's okay. coming in. He's getting five, ten snaps a game. That's a fair point. That's, I mean, it's not a bad point. Yeah, uh, Moncrief versus James Washington. You gotta, you gotta go week to week. Maybe I, not. I really, I, yeah, not I if they only, not if they don't give him snaps. They're gonna give him snaps. Are you sure? Yes. With, with the starters, he only played two snaps in the preseason. Yeah, I get that, but they didn't. The starters didn't play a whole lot in the preseason either. You can't, you can't base it off of that. I understand the ones are gonna work with the ones and the twos are gonna work with the twos. That's just the way it is in preseason. You don't get a lot of. Change outs on that. You got to you got to watch the first two weeks of the season. Okay, and that's how you'll figure out who this guy's going to be for that. Matt. Yeah, this is this is pretty much how all systems go again. Um, especially in the first four weeks against the Patriots defense, they never look good. So if you have a Steeler, play them. Um, that, yeah, the Patriots that you can trust: Sony, James White. Julian Edelman, Josh Gordon, Tom Brady, roll them out, feel comfortable. Kind of watch and see how that back back shakes out. Do they give Damian Harris some run if they get up? What you know? How are they using those guys? Also, the tight end situation. Pardon me. Uh, just kind of watch and see how they're using it, or is it all Edelman, Gordon, and Jacoby Myers, or whoever's rolling outside with Gordon? Okay, Lee. Anything to add on this matchup? Yeah, um, I'll just reiterate. Like, watch out. Like, I think Sony will get a majority of the carries, but kind of see how Damian Harris does with his if he gets any. Um, and then Vance McDonald, no one talked about. I think I'm trying not to start him if, if at all possible, just because there's been some back and forth comments about him. We know there are a lot of targets uh, up for grabs with AB leaving, but the coaching staff says he won't play the whole game. And I think he'll have like a large role for sure, but it'll be interesting to see if Big Ben uses uses him at all. Okay. All right. Now we're going to move on to the Monday night games, and then we're going to close out. So the first Monday night game is early. It's 6 o'clock, so set your DVR if you drive in heavy traffic. Uh, we've got the New Orleans Saints hosting the Houston Texans. Now, we all know the Houston Texans have made a lot of big moves in the last week, and uh it's very interesting to me to watch no GM just slinging, slinging picks and slinging things around. But that's we're neither here nor there to talk about that. Fantasy wise, I'm not I'm not letting Carlos Hyde sniff my lineup personally. I think Duke Johnson's very playable in in the flex. Uh, obviously, DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller, uh, Deshaun Watson. I uh, I love the kicker on Houston. He's awesome as well. Uh, on New Orleans, you know who they are, and you're starting them, and that's it. Uh, Lee, anything you want to add on this matchup? Um, yeah, Traquan Smith got to watch, and Jared Cook's new in town, and I'd feel comfortable starting him too. He's like lit up training camp supposedly. Okay. And it's about time Drew Brees has a reliable second weapon, and who? Um, I was. I had one more thing. Oh, um, Kenny Stills, let's watch his involvement, let's kind of see where he lines up. That'll be interesting. I know, I wonder. I mean, we saw Amari Cooper last year kind of join real quick and start playing. I wonder if Stills, I mean, just just go fast, right? <laughs> just go long. Yeah, exactly. Matt, anything you want to add? <laughs> no, this is a note. Just, if you get a piece of it, put it in. 
especially in a flex like Traquan Smith or Jared Cook. Or, uh, I think you could even start Will Fuller if he's done with uh, Otherwise, just kind of watch and see how that Houston backfield really does shake out. And I do think Latavius Murray is going to be a solid play. Anything you want to add, Chris? Yeah, uh, just real quick. The Larry Tunsil deal really helps out Deshaun Watson. Sure. I mean, the guy got sacked, what, 86 times last year? It was a lot. He punctured his lung. Yeah. Right? 86, 68, one of those two. He got sacked the most in football. That's going to help everybody out for that offense. I wonder if it makes them a better red zone team as well. I would think yes. Well, you can't really go off that. Red zone's more about play calling than anything. True. And they, they were pretty poor. That's why their field goal kicker was so money last year. Yeah. Okay. All right, and the last game on the slate, the late one, where you're going to need coffee to stay awake to watch this one. Um, I have a dog in the game, so in almost every league, so I'm going to want to see how my weekly matchups finish up. We've got Oakland and Denver. Um, Oakland is hosting. So my two cents on this game is I really, I'm really uh, drinking the Kool-Aid with Waller right now. I think he could be very, very good. I think he's a speculative ad right now. Because he might be the guy to add next week. And if not, you're adding him right now, so it's easy to cut bait. I would like to see uh, just how this Oakland offense operates, man. Is it going to be good? Like, are they actually going to score points? And then with Denver, I'm interested to see Royce Freeman. I think Royce Freeman is going to be awesome this season. I really do. I'm I'm big on him, and I'm ready to see him prove me right. Chris, what do you want to say about this game? Uh, you know, the one guy I'm really looking forward to watching is Josh Jacobs, the okay. running back out of Alabama. I think he's going to be top 10 running back fantasy value at the end of the year. Nice. Okay. That is that is my guy that I want to see. Okay. What about you, Matt? I am starting the Denver Broncos defense pretty much everywhere I can. I just don't believe in Oakland at all. Um I think Denver gets out to a big lead and just sits on it. I also am <laughs> uh, curious to see how that Denver backfield does shake out. I'm also curious to see what the Oakland backfield shakes out, um, how much Jalen Rashard is used, how much Josh Jacobs is used, and is Antonio Brown's head in the game, or is it somewhere else? Uh, it's probably on Instagram, apparently. <laughs> God, what a weirdo. Man, but who are we to judge, right? I take yeah, pictures sure. of my food sometimes. He takes pictures of uh, fine letters. It's, it's I guess, tomato-tomato, right? Yeah. Uh, Lee, <laughs> Lee, anything you want to add? Yeah, I'll just say I'm, I'm still Team Lindsay. I'm kind of uh, contradicting you. I think he's the more talented back, and I hope he gets to prove that. And then, yeah, A.B., he's a guy I've been, I've been avoiding. But there, I, I will say there is a large range of outcomes. Like, he could be A.B. of old. Still dominant, Carr could target him out the wazoo, and he could still be like that top ten receiver, or the feet act up. You know the rapport isn't there with Carr. He gets checked out mentally, like Matt kind of said, and you know he stinks. So I, I have him in one league in dynasty, and I'm interested to see like how he does. Well, there's one thing that I I've read actually, and I'm intrigued to share this real quick about Antonio Brown. So the league that I did drafted in last night, which is my big money league, right? Um, I was paying very, very close attention because I had the tenth pick to Antonio Brown because he was might have been the best receiver on the board when I picked. And I actually did some research. I'm, I'm looking up frostbite effects, trying to understand his feet situation. 
So if I'm a if I'm an Antonio Brown owner, I don't want to give bad advice. I try to give advice um, like it's my money to to our listeners and and you know being competitive. Apparently he's going to be 100% fine, but he could have a flare up when it gets cold. So I know in Oakland it doesn't get cold, but he did. They do play in Kansas City and they do play in Denver. I'm not sure. I haven't. I, I'm, I'm sure they play closer to when it starts getting cold in those places. So there's there's a an opportunity. There's a chance that he gets injured or bad effects or doesn't play. So just something to keep an eye on. I'm not saying tr- trade him or get rid of him. I'm just saying keep an eye when it starts getting colder outside on those games. There might be a chance it jacks it jacks with his feet and he's less than himself. That's something that I researched and it made me fade him. Like Lee just said, I didn't really want. A, I was like, you know, I'm just gonna go a different direction. I just, it's just another thing besides him being whatever he is right now, uh, you know. So that's my two cents on that situation. So that's it. That is week one locked. We're done. Uh, that was fun, guys. We got a little pre uh, pre waiver action for our listeners and kind of broke down briefly every single game or as briefly as we can because we like to talk. So. Uh, Matt and I will be back up in your ear with this business Sunday night on early waiver preview. And then we will break everything else down later in the week for week two. For all of you playing fantasy this week, good luck. Make the right decisions. And do not hesitate to reach out to us. Lee is at Dynasty Dingo on Twitter. Matt is at Matt Reller, just like it sounds. Chris is at Ctempo3. And I am at TechmoZach. We will all happily 100% help you with your decisions if you need it. The DMs are open, and so are our hearts. Peace. 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 Peace.